Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. If you've been around the block for any given period of time, chances are you're all too familiar with the term One World Order. While many chalk it up to be a right-wing conspiracy, Pastor J.D. will actually give you some interesting insight in his prophecy update today as to how it might be closer than ever. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's prophecy update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly prophecy update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's prophecy update as shared on May 17, 2020. Welcome to our weekly Bible prophecy update. I'm once again today going to be talking about some very disturbing developments, and as such I want to begin a little bit differently. If you are a born-again believer in Jesus, you have nothing to fear. However, if you are not or unsure, then you have before you today the most important decision of your life for eternal life. If you'll hang in there with me at the conclusion, I'll explain why Christians should not be afraid of what's coming, and how those who are not Christians can be saved from what's coming. That's what I want to talk to you about today, namely that of what's coming in the weeks and months ahead. Before I get into this, I need to proceed with the presupposition that you realize life as we once knew it will never return to normal. The narrative now is that of a new normal, and we're being told that everything will have to be reimagined. I'm using that word specifically for a reason. You'll see why here shortly. Everything will have to be reimagined around said new normal. I realize this is a strong statement and way to begin, but it is incumbent upon me to speak the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. So help me Lord. Here's the truth about what's coming. 
they have already and will continue to implement what is known as contact tracing, which I'll explain more about in a moment. I am personally of the belief that this will lead to global civil unrest, particularly here in America, which will in turn bring about martial law. Then, to enforce martial law, they will implement AI, which is artificial intelligence technology, for massive surveillance for the masses compliance. That's what's coming. It seems that this will be enforced until such a time as they develop a vaccine which will incorporate the use of genetically modified organisms, or GMO, which are actually DNA altering these organisms, these genetically modified organisms. We're now being told that we may have a vaccine by the end of the year. However, by that time, a global collapse is very likely, specifically, governmentally, and economically, which will usher in a one-world government, a one-world economy, and a one-world religion under the banner of what's known as the New World Order, which has been in the making for many, many years now. That's what's coming, and if you'll kindly indulge me, I'll explain how I get there. In a prior update, I mentioned HR 6666, which is a COVID-19 testing, reaching, and contacting everyone act. In fact, it's the TRACE Act, TRACE being the acronym for testing, reaching, and contacting everyone. TRACE, contact tracing. Here's a quote from this resolution, this House resolution. A bill to authorize the Secretary of Health and Human Services to award grants to eligible entities to conduct diagnostic testing for COVID-19 and related activities such as, and here it is again, contact tracing through mobile health units and as necessary, listen, at individuals' residences and for other purposes. On Tuesday, the Washington Times published an op-ed piece titled, HR 6666, A Devil of a COVID-19 Government Surveillance Plot. This is the Washington Times. Here's a quote. A House resolution 
from Illinois' Democratic Representative Bobby Rush that would put big government in charge of tracking citizens' movements as they relate to COVID-19 mitigation efforts, even sending health bureaucrats to individuals' residences as necessary, as the legislation states, has a most apt number, 6666. Mark of the beast, for a beastly, monstrously, unconstitutional bill. After all, what's more devilishly un-American than launching one of the most massive government surveillance programs of private U.S. citizens in history, all under the guise of protecting people from the coronavirus. Still quoting, that's the COVID-19 testing, reaching, and contacting everyone act, trace, in all its 100 billion with a B dollars grant giveaway glory, according to HR 6666's text, the taxpayer funds will be used to trace and monitor the contacts of infected individuals and to support the quarantine of such contacts through mobile health units and, as necessary, at citizens' residences. Still quoting. The top dogs at the Health and Human Services and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention are in control of dispersing the $100 billion to local governments to carry out the COVID-19 testing. More specifically, to hire, train, compensate, and pay the expenses of the individuals to staff mobile health units and to knock on citizens' doors and to enforce compliance with quarantining. On Monday, the Washington Examiner published an article about how Bobby Rush's Coronavirus Trace Act is a shocking threat to personal freedom. Of Rush's Trace Act, they write, and I quote, the intention is clear, and that's to force every single person, this is the Washington Examiner, to force every single person in the United States into a system that allows the government to monitor the physical contacts between every group and individual. This really is how a lot of our leaders want things to go starting now and continuing well into the future, perhaps even forever. That's why New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is literally devising ways to, and here it is, 
reimagine, reimagine his state. People are reasonably wary about the spread of the deadly virus, and for a time it made perfect sense to, to do so as to do as elected officials and health experts advise, so as not to see our health care system completely collapse. But that threat is over for the most part. Now we're seeing politicians look for a way to make the crisis an excuse for seizing personal freedoms. Pictured here is a Ventura County, California Health Department briefing in which Director Dr. Robert Levine said, and I quote, We are beginning a program today which will certainly grow into something larger and larger, and that is a community contact tracing program. When we find someone who has a COVID infection, those people are immediately isolated. But we also work with them to figure out who their contacts were. The purpose of this program is to bring on people. We may bring on up to 50 or even more as the program grows and as we see the needs for it. As we do more testing, we will find more and more people who have COVID-19 and we will make sure they stay quarantined, and we're going to check in on them every day, and we're going to do a complete job, and we're going to do a meticulous job of making it less and less possible for others in the country to run into someone with COVID-19. Still quoting. It's not just our county there are going to be thousands of people hired who will be these contact investigators, investigators throughout the state. And this is occurring in many, many other states as well, perhaps all the states in our country. We will be giving intensive training to these people, identifying and finding contacts. Some of the people we find are going to have trouble being isolated. For instance, if they live in a home where there's only one bathroom, and there are three or four other people living there, and those people don't have COVID infection, we're not going to be able to keep that person in that home. Every person we're isolating, for instance, needs to have their own bathroom. And so we'll be moving the people like this into other kinds of housing that we have available. Dr. Michael Ryan, he is a top health expert for the World Health Organization. At a media briefing on COVID-19, I believe this was May 6th, he stated, and I quote, We seem also to be avoiding the uncomfortable reality that we need to get back to public health surveillance. 
we need to go back to where we should have been months ago. Finding cases, tracking cases, testing cases, isolating people who are tested positive, doing quarantine for contacts. We have seen time and time again in countries that contain this virus and brought it under control without the need for massive lockdowns, have done it through the application of principled human rights driven, but sometimes quite aggressive public health surveillance. In most parts of the world, due to the lockdown, most of the transmissions that's actually happening in many countries now is happening in the household, at family level. Very interesting. In some sense, quoting, transmission has been taken off the streets and pushed back into family units. Now we need to go and look into families to find those people who may be sick and remove them and isolate them. Listen to what CDC Director Dr. Robert Redfield said during an April 23rd White House briefing. I'm quoting, I want to emphasize that we continue to build the nation's public health infrastructure to ensure that we have the capacity to stay in the containment mode. We are building that public health capacity now to make sure that we stay in the containment mode for the upcoming fall and winter season, so we will not need to resort to the kind of mitigation, mitigation that we had to resort to this spring. I have confidence that our public health response of early case recognition that we've talked about, isolation and contact tracing, combined with our plans for increased surveillance, particularly for the most vulnerable, will be an effective public health strategy. On April 15th and 16th, the Clinton Global Initiative held a virtual conference, and pictured here is the aforementioned New York Governor Cuomo with Bill Clinton, who said, this is Cuomo, and I quote, we need tracing agents in the hundreds and hundreds of people, right? You take the test, and then you trace back all the contacts. It's never been done on this scale before. This is an army of tracers that are basically investigators. There's that word again. Clinton responds, we need a national core of healthy people who are properly trained to go out and do this contact tracing. At that same Clinton Global Initiative virtual conference, 
California Governor Gavin Newsom was also a participant. And I want you to pay particular attention to what Newsom says about contact tracing. I'm quoting, that's just going to require an army of folks and the capacity of consideration from individuals to allow for their privacy to be impacted by that kind of acuity of attention based upon where they've been and who they've talked to. On Wednesday, Washington State Governor Jay Inslee in a briefing stated, and I quote, we are simultaneously moving to this second initiative of testing, contact tracing, and isolation of people who in fact are infected. We think of this as a smart weapon, and its success will depend on both the state and public health officials, and more importantly, individuals and families. We need people to isolate themselves, including their household, even before the test results come back. They will not know the name of the person, contact tracer, that provided their name. I want to talk just a little bit more about the families that are involved in this. That means that households, the family, that will need to isolate with them. And if a person cannot do that, there will be other isolation facilities for them away from their household. Still quoting, for people who finally won't comply, <laughs> they're going to have to comply eventually. No one is looking to make this a federal crime. The reason we can do the contact tracing is twofold. Number one, we've stood up an army, so to speak. We now have 1,391 people who on just a couple days notice can do what's necessary to do this contact tracing. As far as refusal, it just shouldn't come to that. It really hasn't, but that has been legally enforceable. We would make sure that people know the seriousness of that issue. It's one of the reasons I'm grateful we have the Guard, speaking of the National Guard, who are very disciplined and, listen to this, follow orders. The reason I highlight that is because during the Holocaust, when asked many who participated in the unthinkable, demonic, horrific acts, <laughs> said almost verbatim without exception, I was just following orders. Jesus is returning. This fact is one we can get excited about, despite any circumstances we find ourselves in. Jesus will return one day to rid this earth of every evil thing that's destroying it. 
He'll once and for all take down the enemy and establish his kingdom in our midst. How soon will this amazing event occur? The Bible tells us that no one knows the exact date, but it does give us clues about events that will take place as it nears. This is why Pastor J.D. has created these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The Mideast Bible Prophecy Update is a focused look at current events through the lens of prophecy. The Bible has given us clear indicators of what's to come, and we can see many of these events happening all around the world today. Join us each week for an in-depth look at what the Bible has to say about current events on these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The latest updates are available on the In Spirit and Truth YouTube channel, and you'll find a link to our page by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. You can also access these teachings through our mobile app for Apple and Android devices. Just search for In Spirit and Truth in your app store, or follow the links provided at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. With this app, you can take the Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates with you wherever you go, as well as give you access to many other teachings Pastor J.D. has shared from the pages of Scripture. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you'll join us again right here on In Spirit and Truth.